Deshaun, I don't know if you know why, but this is probably one of my favorite types of conversations to have, and I'm pretty excited about it. Why is that, Joey? Um, because it, it's just one of those conversations that really pops up out of nowhere. I really have no idea what's going to happen or where it's going to go, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's going to be exciting. Well, you know what? I'm buckled in and I'm ready to go. Well, you, uh, I, you, you, you are a self-proclaimed insurance hype machine or something like that. Is that correct? <laughs> yes. I am the hype person for Watkins Insurance Group in Austin, Texas. Which I don't, I think is a very underutilized title, first of all. So I have to say that we could probably use a few more of those across the industry. Yes. Now, if only I could convince people to allow me to put it on my business card. Really? They, why not? It feels, why wouldn't you? Well, you know what? Sometimes this industry, especially in Texas, can be a bit traditional. So Texas, traditional. <laughs> come on. I, is, I, I know. Is, shocking. That is a double, double, double kind of barrier there that you got to go through. Insurance and Texas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, is there anything I could do? Can we get like a petition like going or something? Is there somebody that I could, you know, can we could just kind of publicly address and say, yo, let's uh, get insurance hype. Um, on a, as, a, on a, as a business card title, I think we could all, you know, I think we maybe could all we sh Maybe we should consider some sort of online petition so we can get more people out there. I mean, it's, I think it's a, I think it's a way more accurate, um, description than most, you know, I mean, why not? You know, I mean, we've got other made up kind of happy go lucky things that feels a little more, a little more aggressive and a little more assertive. And I like it. Well, it sounds it certainly sounds a lot better than brand marketing manager. Yes. Yuck. Gross. <laughs> um, so tell I, so why are you, why are you hyping insurance? Like what, I mean, you've been in, you've been in the industry for a while. It sounds like, I mean, just what, what's going on? Well, I've been in the industry over two decades and I've been with Watkins. I just celebrated 10 years last month and wow. I, yes. So you know what? I am a firm believer in the core values of this agency. So it has allowed me the opportunity and to evolve in this industry. And you don't really see that a lot. Um, once you come in as an account manager, that's kind of where you stay. Uh, mm. You come in and claims and that's kind of where you stay. Um, I actually started as an account manager with Watkins and have been able to evolve into this hype person, this hype machine, a brand ambassador for this agency. Um, so I, I feel like I want to share that energy with everyone else. It's not it, life in insurance doesn't mean being stuck in your cubicle with a phone attached to your head. How long did it take you to kind of propel to that, to like to be able to be in that position? How long were you an account manager? And then what kind of what, what, what kind of got you interested in that? Well, you know what? It was all about necessity for the agency. Honestly, uh, I was an account manager for about four years and we got to a point where we needed someone to manage our Facebook page. Oh. And it, exactly. And it kind of spun from there. It was okay. Well, now that we've got someone at least managing our Facebook page, hey, do you know WordPress? Can you update our <laughs> website? Um, yeah. Like, well, I, I have a blog that I kind of touch every six months. Maybe I yeah. can do it. Um, and, you know, from there, it was, you know, hey, can you do this? Oh, we noticed at this conference that other agencies are doing this. Can we do that? Um, and it got to a point where it got hard for me to manage my own personal book of business and mm -hmm. 
manage the face of Watkins digitally. What does that conversation look like? Because that's, that's, I think, a lot of agents, you know, that are doing it themselves, they're in that position where they've got their own book. But then, you know, I mean, it's a certain, uh, you know, it takes a certain size agency to be able to dedicate, you know, full bodies to things. But I mean, what was that? I mean, was that a, what was that progression like? And how long did it take to get there? And, you know, how many people did you have to convince and whatever? Well, I didn't have to convince anyone, believe it or not. It was um, a mere cry for help. And, you know, them seeing that I was working about 60 hours a week to make sure (laughs) that I was servicing my clients first and foremost, and I was being very mindful of how we were presenting our digital thumbprint. So it was a matter of, hey, by the way, we probably shouldn't make you do two jobs right now. We are at a place where we can say, you know what, we can give your book of business to someone else and you do this 40 hours a week. There, was there anything in that in that process that like I mean you've been it sounds like what so if my my math is correct right this is going out on a ledge but six years in that kind of role mm-hmm. you, yes is there anything that you've that you, there was any hesitation like well no I kind of like being like there's something that you identified with you know having those client relationships and things like that or um, have you found yourself even more fulfilled over here. You know what I've actually found myself more fulfilled it's a matter of mindset. Um, no, I don't deal a lot with um, external customers, with the exception of um, responding to Yelp reviews or Google reviews or what have you. But I had to turn my mindset to, well, I do have internal customers that I have to deal with. I have department managers who want to get content out there. I have department managers who need uh, brochures or what have you created. So it's just changing your mindset. You're still serving customers. It's just who they are. Do you feel like you lost a step at all? Um, this is always something I hear, you know, with people that, you know, as you get out of it, do you feel like you, is there anything you're doing to kind of keep your kind of sword sharp, I guess, you know, to kind of have that account manager, you know, the, like be in it, right? Because uh, you might right. be too, iso- you know, too insulated in like the, the day-to-day of, again, I have to update WordPress, just, you know what I mean? That sort of thing and not remember, you know, just some hardcore insurance stuff. But was there any sort of, again, um, withdrawal, like kind of transitional period there? No, actually not. Um, I still have all my logins for my carriers. So I am still on email lists and okay. I read every last one of them. Um, I subscribe <laughs> to, I can't thing. tell you there how many magazines, <laughs> you know, some of them, you know, it's a 30 second read. And then some of yeah. them you're like, okay, I can make it to the bottom of this email. Um, <laughs> um, I subscribe to numerous magazines, um, industry magazines, um, because keep in mind, I'm coming from, I came from a personal lines background. So here I am now having to support our commercial line side, which is the bulk of our agency, as well as being able to support employee benefits department. Mm. So I'm still learning lingo. It's, you're constantly well, learning. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, I, let me back up. I guess I didn't ask this question. Why insurance? Yeah. How did that start? Well, I was actually after college, I was actually in the newspaper industry. I sold retail okay. advertising and right. um, yeah, in the late nineties, you started seeing the writing on the wall that the industry really wasn't keeping up with technology. Um, they were a little, they were, you know, they, they didn't really want to deal with the internet. <laughs> and then you see the cost of paper going up and I'm just like, I need to, I need something else. And it just so happens we have um, a large insurance carrier who has a base here in Austin 
And I got a job there as a CSR. And I spent a little over a decade with them and then decided I needed to make a career pivot and made, uh, went to the agency side. And here I've been. It's over two decades in this industry. <laughs> well, it's funny. You went from one industry that wasn't keeping up with the times to one that is constantly criticized for it, not keeping up with the times. It's struggling a little bit. <laughs> it's We're struggling, but there are, yeah. there are rebels out there. There are people who are out there blowing their horns. And eventually, um, I think the rest of the industry will catch on. Yeah, no, it's funny. Actually, I started, I don't know if I've ever talked about this. I, I started for like, I was, I worked at a newspaper, my hometown newspaper for like three months and it was, um, it was fun. It was fun for sure. Um, but only three months? Uh, you know, it was, um, maybe three months, maybe four months. I don't know. I ended uh -huh. up moving out of town. Um, but, okay. um, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was, uh, I was the single copy slash marketing manager was my official title, but I don't know. You probably know what single copy maybe means working yes. in the newspaper business, but the, yes. the person that goes around and, uh, and manages all the sales of the, uh, the actual boxes. I don't even know if they still exist anymore. I mean, they probably do, but, um, you know, being the, being fresh out of college, I'm just driving all around, which I have a gigantic County mileage wise. I'm just driving around checking these boxes. Like when the people didn't show up, I'm like, this is crazy. Um, I need you to <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but, um, I, I will say this, the one thing, I don't know if I ever put this on the record, they, they did, they invited the young guy to like, they did like this little summit, like where the technology is eating our industry thing. They invited me. And I said to the old guys that were running the paper at the time, I said, um, they said, uh, are you guys in the newspaper business or are you in the news business? I said, cause I think they're two different things and yes. I don't know that you need that. And I was like, Hey, that's one thing I said that might be halfway rememberable, but um, but yeah, it was my sh very short lived time in, in the newspaper industry. So, um, but yeah, so that was, that was a fun little, little common thread. But so what do you think, you know, from, from using that experience? I mean, cause I find, I find it, tell me if, if you, if you've noticed a similar trend, people that have that uh, media background might be strong, but there's, there's general interests that, that are kind of hard to ignore it. And we want to suppress them for a little bit, but it feels like you've just kind of naturally just kind of went into something that maybe feels a little more, I don't want to say fulfilling, but fits better. Just, you know, again, with, with where you came from, it just sounds like you've always kind of had these interests to be that type of kind of have that type of position. Um, I think you're absolutely right. Um, but even if I had stayed in an account manager role, um, I think I still would have had a presence online. I still would have um, spent some energy uh, with personal brand and marketing um, because I was still responsible for growing a book of business and I, you know, couldn't necessarily depend on um, our outside sales, um, sales folks bringing all that in for me. So I, you know, I think, you know, a lot of agents may be missing that part, um, especially if they're in a larger environment where they do have someone dedicated to marketing, they forget the part that I still have to do some personal branding. I still have to, get myself out there and I can't depend on just the marketing department to do that for me. And that's certainly, that's certainly a little bit of another hot topic. There's a lot to get. All right. So I'm, I'm uh, I, I want to ask, I guess this, let's for how let's set the, let's set the table stakes here. Like what, what kind, okay. what's the makeup? It sounds like mostly commercial lines with, with a, with a little bit of a focus on benefits um, at the agency. Like how big are we talking? Like how many employees, like how, how many people are you responsible for? Uh, getting that message across. How, what what do you do to, um, you know, kind of empower the people at the agency to again 
you know, propel their personal brands? I'm sorry, that was like eight questions, but I think, you know what I mean? Like all of that. (laughs) Yes. So we are headquartered in Austin, Texas. We have a total of 125 employees over four locations. Um, we, um, we are actually going to be opening a new location, um, in the next few months. So we'll be over five locations. Um, we are a full service agency. So, um, I would say we're about 70% commercial lines. Um, another maybe 20% personal lines, maybe a little larger than that. And with the rest being surety bonds and employee benefits, um, with a little bit of wealth management thrown in there, we're growing that book as well. So our ultimate goal as an agency is we want to be the only place our clients need to go for risk management and insurance solutions. Come to us. We have someone who specializes in whatever it is you need. That's interesting. What what have you noticed? I mean, I'm assuming how long has that been a focus and what have you noticed kind of the more inclusive or all-encompassing that you've been able to get like what how has that changed how people how your how the clients kind of view you guys and and the overall retention of the business you know it has been um you know with any type of focus like that it has been an evolution for us and it it's been this way since i've been here at watkins where we have tried to figure out what is that key to get the clients here and to keep them because as you know the more policies they have within an agency the better the retention is going to be um so it's been an evolution and i think we are as an agency we're really following the evolution of austin itself um Mm -hmm. i don't know how much you know about austin but it is um a tech driven city um we have Anywhere, we have close to 35 new people re- moving into Austin on a daily basis. If you're looking at surrounding counties, that number bumps up to 120 new people every day. And wow. these are people who, for the most part, um, have, you know, graduate degrees who make anywhere for 150 to 250,000 a year. Um, and so we need to get those folks in our door and be able to provide them with the solutions that they need. So they only have to make one phone call. Yeah, that sounds pretty impressive. Um, With that, so I guess what I'm thinking here is you you often hear, at least in some ways, there's that focus on that expertise, right? Right. Um, And it sounds like, now tell me if, tell me if I'm wrong, I'm going to make an assumption here. You guys just, kind of go out and get a new expert to handle that thing. Right. And that's where I think that some of the, some of the smaller agents, uh, you know, they, they allow themselves to, to play across, you know, you know, different sports or whatever. Right. 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 And is, are you guys pretty strict about that? It's like, you know, we, we just want you to do this one thing and we'll let somebody else handle that other thing. Just be the best person knowing this, this thing. Um, I wouldn't say that we're strict about it. Um, that I think that would be a that would be a bit foolish, honestly. Uh, we we do want to encourage encourage uh, cross training within the agency, but we do have a primary person who handles X and another person who handles Y, and that's where they are SME for that particular thing. Um, would they want me messing with any commercial line stuff? Absolutely not. But, you know, even though I've been away from the personal line side of it for a while, 
Could I go back and talk to someone about a homeowner's policy? I absolutely could. Yeah. If they needed me to. So I want, I want to go back to one thing that we didn't quite get on. And that was like the personal okay. branding with all those agents, right? Like, um, yeah. like, what do you, what do you got? What are you doing right now to kind of facilitate that? Encourage that? Like, are you, you got, it sounds like, I mean, if you're in charge, I mean, it sounds like you're really pushing this, right? But you know, you've got other agencies that are like, Hey, just, we're going to keep you in the closet somewhere and we might let somebody know your name. You know? It, it, yeah. Um, and I, you know, that's, that's frustrating um, because it, there's so many tools out there that are free um, and take no time to set up. Um, yeah. I absolutely encourage, especially our new agents coming in to set up a LinkedIn page. If, you know, you don't know how to manage it, you know what? Give me your login. I will manage it for you. Just let me All know right. what you want me to put out there um, because it takes me zero time. Um, I asked people if they could commit at least just 15 minutes a week to go out and read something and interact with someone. If you're working, if you're working on a prospect, go out and do some searching for them on LinkedIn and engage with them on LinkedIn. 15 minutes a week. That's all I'm asking. And then you'll see how easy it is to use a free tool to grow your book of business. Yeah. And it's even that is, is something that is a bit of a, it's still a conversation, I guess, amongst agencies. And that, that, that I guess is one of those things, you know, whether it's technology or otherwise that I think is, is, is one of those things we're kind of fighting for speaking of online positions, you know, just, um, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, when it, when, when it comes to you guys and I was, uh, I think I had poked on the website. You, you guys have committed to content. It seems like for, for a pretty, pretty long while. Um, yes. I, I actually tried to go all the way back in the blog to find your first post. And I want to say it <laughs> was <not> possible. <laughs> I, I did it. I did it. I did it. It was like 2015 or 14, I think maybe. Oh gosh. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I did. I, I, I clicked for a long time. Um, it took me about 15 minutes or something. I don't know, but it's, it's oh, been gosh. a, it's been a, it, it's been a journey, right? So, what have yes. you seen that, that works? Because I, yeah, I, I see a lot of people that just give up too, too quick, too early. Yeah. Um, focus, dedication, all of those things. Like what is working? Like if, what's your number one thing right now to, to create that hype, to get people to pay attention? Uh, what's your go-to? Well, for me, I actually needed to sit down and create a content calendar and a content calendar that I just didn't push aside. It's actually in my outlook. So it pings me that I need to talk to a department manager so I can get what the most frequently asked question is for mm -hmm. this week or for this month. So I can create some valuable content or at least source it out somewhere. Um, you're right that it's so easy to, oh, I put a blog out there and then don't think about it for the next three months. Um, but if you want to sit down and write a blog, it shouldn't take you more than 30 minutes. And you can use that. You can use a recent claim. You can use a, re a frequent question that came in through your email or a customer called and asked and create a narrative and just put that out there. Um, I think people get bogged down with needing, feeling like they need to use fancy language or it needs to sound, um, needs to be filled with a bunch of lingo 
um, they need to fa- sound like they've got their PhD in risk management. Oh, oh, none of that, yeah. none of that needs to be on your blog. It needs to show what the personality is of your agency. And if the personality of your agency is, you know what, we spend our weekends out roping, we deal with our cows, we do this, why not share that? You're sharing the photos on your Facebook, why aren't you writing a blog to go with those photos to go on your website? I'm gonna be honest, this is me being uh, way too of a much of an Ohio guy. I was like roping, are you guys like rock climbing? Like what is roping? Uh, you're roping cows, roping horses. Yeah. <laughs> I've never roped anything in my life before. Um, you know what? Honestly, me either. So <laughs> that's not me. But well, so, all right. So let's, let's go yeah. back to where we started. Of you know, like traditional insurance. You know, Texas, yeah. all those things. What was the conversation like? To kind of was that something that everybody kind of got right away? That might be a bit of a stretch, but I mean, was it was it something that was pretty obvious? Like you know, that we just need to talk in plain english because the more uh, you know there's it's it's making somebody feel dumb is not like the objective right so you want to make them feel smart right. and that's you right. know, and you do that by talking the way that they would you know want to hear it so what, what was what was the, what were those conversations like was that something in place before you i mean because it sounds like you've built this sort of you know close to the ground up because it started with the facebook page so i'm curious what that looked right like. well it you know it honestly came down to you know we wanted our we wanted our staff to be able to contribute to the blog and what we don't and i wanted those conversations digitally be to match the conversations that they were having over the phone or via email with their clients and more times than not we're not using lingo in those conversations that we have one-on-one with our clients so why would we have those type of conversations on our website so it wasn't a you know, let's pull a p- committee together and figure out what our language is. Let's, you know, put nice. together, let's put something yeah. in a brand guide. And this is, these are the words that we use. I want someone, if someone asks me in the grocery store about a particular coverage, I'm going to speak to them as if they have no idea what insurance is. And that's the way that the language should appear on my website. Have you, have you, I'm, I'm guessing that you've had the opportunity to have that kind of reflected back to you, like when people reach out, when they're like, Hey, you know, I was reading this or I was doing this and, and you just made it sound so simple. And, you know, you were just, I've never had anybody explain it to me that simply before. Have you heard those types of things coming in from the, from the clients? We absolutely have. I, you know, I love getting those emails when someone just says, Hey, I got it. You know what? I need yeah. to give you all a call because yeah. now it makes sense. That is a very powerful kind of objective that we maybe dismiss a little too easily. Like that's like, that's a big deal. Yeah, it absolutely is. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's like, it's, it's just, how can we make somebody understand something completely and fully as easily as possible? Right? Like it doesn't, like, that's it. Like that's the answer to most of your questions. Exactly. Um, And I think that's a true sign that you in fact understand what's going on as well. Yeah. Um, so how, how big is the, how much has the agency grown since you've kind of, I'm, I'm kind of curious just, you know, for somebody that might have, you know, they might be running a 20 or 30 person shop and like, man, is it time? Do I need somebody full time? Uh, what, what are my expectations? You know, how do I get to something like this? How do I decide what my agency might need and, and how to get started? Well, I, you know, I, I couldn't tell you 
Uh, yeah, I couldn't tell you where we were. I know that, you know, when we first started, um, when Patrick Watkins took over from his father in the late 90s, we were uh, a handful of people mm, okay. <laughs> in a house that had been converted into an office. Wow. Um, into exactly um, into over 20 years, we've been we've grown like we have. I would say to any agency out there, you know, you don't necessarily need a full time person if you're at 20 or 30 or even 50 people. Um, you just need one or two or three people who are committed to, hey, I can commit two hours mm -hmm. to manage Facebook or Twitter or even Instagram. Two hours a week. Uh, you've got one person who, who says, I can commit two hours a week to adding a blog. So now you have a new blog on your website every week. And hey, it's this person who I just dealt with a claim for this person. This person just called about this coverage on their homeowners or just called about this, called about cyber liability. And this is what I found out. And let me share that with you. Two hours a week. Yeah. You don't need an FTE yeah. to do it. Yeah. You don't. No, no. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that two hours, what, what have you gone through to kind of massage that, right? Because there are a lot of times they are insurance agents, um, to kind of, is it, have you, have you put together any sort of, I don't know, anything to kind of make it easier for them to contribute or to, you know, maybe develop the content a little further to something that you would maybe produce yourself or, or have you found that a struggle kind of, it's again, it's like pulling teeth for most agents to try and say, Hey, I need this from you because it's not something they're, yeah. they're, they're interested in doing. Right. It, you know, it, it was a struggle at the very beginning. And, you know, my approach, I found out that my, my approach was wrong because what I wanted them, what I asked for initially was, Hey, can you write a blog about, and you know, you get immediate shutdown mm -hmm. when you're asking someone to write something. So I rephrased it and just starting to ask questions, you know, what is the craziest thing that happened this week? Are, has anything mm. unusual happened this week? And mm. you know what? Just give me a sentence. Just give me the scenario. And then I'll build it from there for you. Well, that's interesting. And that we've gotten, I've, I've gotten more doing it that way by removing this, this, uh, this barrier of writing. Yeah. <laughs> come by, come by my desk and tell me something. Oh, I happen to see you in the break room. Tell me something. Just asking for and stories. And just go from there. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Now, how is it? I'm, I'm assuming this has been going on for a little bit of time. So you probably, they've probably mm -hmm. been, they're, they're now able to see the results on their side. So how has that helped kind of propel the momentum with everything? You know, I've, you know, I've gotten to the point where I don't really have to ask a lot anymore. Yeah. I get emails. Hey, Deshanya, um, this happened. Would this be a good blog? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I, yeah, and I'm sure <laughs> quite you. a few insurance agents just threw a cup of coffee somewhere. I can't say where, but I'm just <laughs> sure it is not where it was originally. And it's like, listen, I got, I got no time for this. Um, yeah, that's certainly a good problem to have, right? Absolutely, but you know, and, and it's a, an evolution. Um, if you don't have time to write, 
depending on who your partner carriers are, they provide content. Yeah. There are car there are carriers out there that give you blog posts that you can put on your blog. It's already they're already written. Have you found those? Have they're, you found those to work? I mean, at least just they. Go ahead. I found them incredibly helpful at the very beginning. Uh, yeah. Okay. When I didn't know where where do I start? Mm -hmm. How do I do this? Or I'm overwhelmed. I've got all these things going on, but I know that I need something out there. We need to continue the conversation with our clients. Ah, uh, yes. So let me ask this question. Yeah. Something versus nothing. How do you feel about like what? Where where do you slide that scale? Where do you set that dial? Uh, can I choose the middle? <laughs> because no what you don't want to wanna do. <laughs> Good. Because what you don't want to do is put something out there that is in direct competition with your brand. All right. What do you mean by that? You, you don't want to put something out there if you are positioning yourself as um, a professional, as an expert in, say, homeowners insurance. You don't want to put something out there that has um, content that one isn't easily um, easily read, um, two that is in direct competition with your service deliverables that you hold your staff accountable for. Um, that doesn't sound like you. Um, you've you've copied a blog that mentions stuff about New York and you're in Alabama. Yeah, that's not pertinent to me. So okay. I, I would I would advise be careful about pulling content. Yes, you want put you want to put content out there, but make sure it's consistent with your brand identity. Yeah, basically just not a dumpster fire is really what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, don't just don't put stuff out there just to put stuff out there. Yeah. So it's 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 kind of it's it's getting to that point where you've you have a decent baseline to manage uh, you know what is considered quality right you've practiced enough you've hit publish enough to right. work like no matter you fall out of bed it's going to be at least serviceable to those objectives versus like you said counterproductive exactly exactly all right um a couple more questions for you i'm curious okay. from just from a just a message just the overall industry standpoint like where would you like to see us go in terms of 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 just having conversation like where, what are the relevant conversations that we are not having whether it's communicating with our clients or anything where do we need to be looking towards kind of down the road a week two weeks a month you know two years from now to saying you know this is going to be important and why um i uh, these conversations have already started um i think it's incredibly important that as an industry, we become more open to diverse voices. Um, it's it's very disheartening when you go to conferences and while the speakers are very qualified, they all look the same and they all sound the same and their background is all the same. And I would hope that in the next two to five years, uh, that we we write that ship um that we open our arms to more voices uh and i think uh, as long as you know if we continue to welcome uh the millennials in we'll get a little bit of that but we have to be mindful of 
um, who we're hiring for our conventions and our seminars and making sure that they're truly representative of the evolving industry. Interesting. So, so you think um, a little more highlighting to make it to to allow it to be again to be seen up front first to then allow that to then reflect back to the industry. Absolutely, absolutely. I think we have uh, not really the industry has not really mirrored the demographic makeup of the communities we service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. We need to do a better job as an industry. Yeah, you know, and that's that's always been a thing. And uh, you know, I guess the, the thing that I, I I question is is not question, but like, you know, how do you how do you how do you how do you make that introduction, right? How do you how exactly? Do you, how do you say, hey, insurance? You know, yeah, it might not be the most exciting thing, but you might like it. Um, is it just something that people have never considered as a possibility? And, and how do you how do you say, hey, listen, let's give it a shot and, and, and start to make those introductions in places that maybe have not traditionally um, been considered? Right. And, you know, it, it, you know, it's the industry itself. We are slow on the evolution part. You know, we as much as things change with our carriers and with regulations, we get very comfortable with all the other stuff Mm -hmm. and we see it as if it's not broke, there's no need to fix it. And we need to we need for more people to understand that, you know what, it is kind of broken Mm -hmm. and there are things that need to be fixed. And we we you know what, there is a benefit to mixing it up a little bit on our speakers it, there is a benefit to kind of mixing it up to who's to who's delivering the messaging out there speaking of that messaging i'm curious this might be my this might be the last question to okay. and this is okay. i'm curious from a from a messaging from from the top down because again most of the stuff is pretty sterile pretty boring outside of i mean there has been you know some pretty interesting you know tv campaigns and things like that but across the board from the independent agent level We've played it pretty close to the vest for a long time. If you could just yeah. sort of rewrite that script in broad strokes to say, you know, one thing or two things or, or just to encourage others to do the same. What, what, how, I mean, this is an impossible question, but you know, what do you do? How do you do it? And, and I mean, like just, what do you, I mean, what, what, what do you think could be the first steps to just feeling a little more comfortable with that um, authenticity maybe? Hmm. Wow. Wow. You honestly have me stumped there. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, that's okay. No, that's okay. Um, so if I'm understanding your question, you're asking, how do we start this evolution? How do we get those other voices out there? Yeah, other voices, that message, just again, that authenticity, that, you know, that, you know, that balanced reflection, just the whole, th- like, how the, it's, I mean, it's, it's an impossible kind of scope, but just, we've already kind yeah. of started in some ways, but, you know, if, if you had to say one thing that you would key in uh, to, to make somebody feel comfortable with saying, again, speaking a little more authentically in, in that environment, again, plainly, like you said, on the, on the blog or whatever, there, there's just this. You know, there, there's this fierce, I guess the best word to where if I, if I, yes. you know, if I, if I talk the way that I think I would normally talk or whatever, 
just is to be comfortable, right? How do we make it more comfortable um, for those thoughts, those ideas, those words, those messages to um, start to come from every corner? You know, I, I think we really need to, and I, I, you know, that's so hard. Gosh. Um, there might not be an you know, honestly, you know, you I, can, I don't know. Just, just go I, away. Like this is yeah, ridiculous. I, I don't. I don't know. You know, honestly, I can tell you that um, how this whole our conversation started was a post on my personal Twitter. Yeah. N now, is that a post that I would have made on my agency's Twitter? Absolutely not. Um. So I think if individually we stand up and we're not attaching our agency's name or our employer's name to what we're saying then there are going to be those people like you like adidra who will come in and say you know what i kind of want to talk to you a little bit more and then we'll start spreading that message that way i unfortunately we still have to hide a little bit in the shadows um, we have to do things um, individually at, without the power of our agency's name behind us unfortunately but it will get better <laughs>